Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. Over probably the last 25 years, I have asked literally thousands of people um, that have actually made a transformation, mind you, not not people that haven't, but people that actually have. What did they feel was the very first key um, to becoming empowered, to becoming prosperous, to achieving achieving their dreams? And without fail, just about every one of them that I can remember um, talked about personal responsibility. Personal, personal responsibility being the absolute first key in, in order to create what it is that you want in your life, in order to accelerate your income. So growing up, many of us were taught to blame others for our, for our feelings, our problems, or the situations in which we found ourselves. People made us feel upset or angry. Um, our parents, our parents blamed each other or the government or us for problems that you know, they faced in their life. And they passed on to us a message that we have no power and no responsibility. And that message was communicated repeatedly in various ways. If you just turn on the news for five min- minutes and watch the blame being leveled at everybody else for every problem that we actually are going through right now, which... I think that you know at any point at any point in time in history, there's always ma- major problems that are going on somewhere. So it's no wonder that people feel disempowered to do what it is that they need to do. They don't really realize that they have the power and the control right now to be in a situation such that nobody else is responsible for their incomes, their feelings, or the size of their business. Now, I want you to think about this. No one is responsible for any of those things but you. No one. I don't care if you have a company with a 1,000 employees and they're not doing their job. You're responsible for that. It's your company. They're your employees. You can hire them, fire them, train them, correct them, do whatever it is that you need to do, but you're the one that has to be responsible. So the idea here is that we're learning in, you know, in order for you to realize your full power, you have to be able to take it back. And here's what I mean by this. You have to take responsibility for every thought that you think, every emotion that you feel, and every action that you take, and every result in your life. Now, if you do that, you'll be able to create whatever you want and break free from all the limits that you may believe are holding you back in your life. No longer will you feel, you know, stopped or stuck or um, frustrated by what other people say or do. You won't. You will. You will no longer um, let somebody else control how you're feeling about anything in your life because you realize that the moment that you blame someone, if you think about it like this. What you're really doing is you're handing the power to change your experience over to another individual. 
Now, you might want to write that down. When I blame someone, I'm handing over or giving my power to change my experience to someone else. That disempowers you. It puts you in a place of disempowerment. So what, why is that important to know? Because if you're not empowered, you cannot change your experience. And if you can't change your experience, you can't change your results. Because you get stuck in the limitation of the experience. And when somebody else, when you're blaming somebody else um, for anything in your life, you are stuck in the limitation of that blame. It creates great limitation. And the reason that it creates limitation is because somebody else, there, there's, a, there's kind of a judgment factor that comes into this to some degree. Because if somebody else does something, you can't change another person. So you're stuck by whatever their belief system or, or judgment system would be based on what it, how they were involved in what you're experiencing. The only thing that you can change is your experience of the situation. Now, what I want you to understand that helps kind of set the mind free here is that uh, it doesn't absolve someone from their responsibility in something. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is that your experience is what really matters the most. Um, you have to really be into the idea that just because somebody else did something, I'm not going to allow that person or what they did control my experience of this situation or what happened in my life or what happens in my finances or even what maybe you didn't get as a child. Very often we find people walking around who are blaming their parents for all kinds of things that they actually did do, right? They actually did do those things, but how you respond to them and what you do with, with that, those things that were done, if you were victimized by someone, um, is completely up to you. See, my philosophy is a person, person's only a victim once. If you go back and repeat it a second time, now you are a participant in what's actually going on. A person could be a victim to something because they're ignorant of a situation, but if you don't learn from that situation, you remain ignorant, but now you're, you should know better to some degree, but you continue to participate in your own victimization. So the idea is that we learn to become empowered. All life is empowered in and of itself because that's the law of the universe. The law of the universe is more life. Life can't exist, grow, and prosper without having its own inherent power. And each one of us has that. We all have our own inherent power to grow and to stretch and to learn and to create and to continue to make things better in our life and in the lives of other people. Now, taking responsibility is not the easiest thing in the world to do. It requires discipline and it requires a little bit of introspection, but it's definitely well worth the effort. So let's talk about what taking responsibility looks like. Let's say somebody cuts you off in traffic and you get angry and you curse at that person. After you realize that you did that, you step back and say, that person did not make me feel this way. I chose to feel this way based on what that person was doing. So then it becomes, why am I doing that? So you're asking yourself the question, 
why am I doing that? Why am I, cho- why am I choosing to feel this way because somebody cut me off in traffic? Um, <clears throat> and, and really, you could put any example in here. Even if you don't understand precisely why you reacted the way that you did, by turning your attention back onto yourself, you've taken back your power. Because you're immediately looking at, you're questioning yourself. It, it's, a, it's an extraordinary powerful tool to sit there and say, hey, you know what? I'm having an emotional experience around something that just happened that involved another person. And if I remove that other person from my emotional experience, why am I experiencing it this way? Here's another example. If you ask most people why their income is not where they want it to be, they'll talk about the economy, they'll talk about inflation, they'll talk about politics, they'll talk about the government, they'll talk about people who are competing with them. What are they doing in this process? It's called making excuses. Excuse me. If they want their income to rise, they need to say, I don't know why my income is not where I want it to be, but I do know at some level I'm creating this. My job now is to accept responsibility for the situation and find out why am I creating it? Why am I doing this to myself? What don't I know? What is it that I need to change uh, inside myself in order to really create the financial situation in my life that I want? So you know, my question to you is, do you, do you start to see how powerful that would actually be for yourself? The person would be taking the reins of their income away from something that they can't control, all the different excuses that they give, and then they decide to control it themselves. I do understand that a lot of other people really believe that other people are controlling their income, but they're not. Everybody on the planet controls their own income. And I'll make another statement that may sound, may sound, sound kind of astounding to you. I believe everybody on the planet has exactly the same amount of money. That, now, do they have it physically? No, but they have it in the form of opportunity. Now, there are people that are ignorant to that. They don't know it, so they don't have the money. There are people that have not changed their mindset around it, so they don't, they don't have the money. And there's people that haven't learned any skills around it whatsoever either, so they don't have the money. All three of those categories are going to develop a belief system where they believe that somebody else has more control over how much they earn than they actually do themselves. Blame is like a blindfold. It prevents you from seeing the truth. So we want to take off the blindfold and and really look at the reality of your situation and see it for what it is. Now that reality may not be pleasant, but at least you can take the action to change it. You have the ability to take the action to change it. But as long as you're blaming others, you're blind and you go nowhere. So if you remember from the first call, I mentioned what the idea of a scotoma was. And it's basically a blind spot. That's, that's what it is. And a person, when they're blaming, you're creating a psychological and emotional blind spot within yourself. 
because your belief system is telling you that someone else or something else is the cause of the problem or the situation that you're in. It's telling you that someone else or something else is preventing you from earning the money that you actually want to earn, earn for yourself. So what is that, when you have that blind spot, what can't you see? You can't see the opportunity for you to be able to earn the money. You can't see things that would actually increase your income to whatever it is that you want to increase it to um, actually being present around you in your life. <clears throat> it's interesting. The other, the other th question that I asked those individuals about what was the first thing that, uh, that they changed, when we got around to talking about money, when they really learned how to make a lot of money, and I'm talking in the millions now, okay, every, without question, every one of them said the same thing. It's actually easier to earn seven figures and above than it is to stay below that number. Um, and for a lot of people, that's a blind spot. Now, let me show you how blame comes into this, because this, this is a little tricky, but it's actually a blaming issue. It, it really is when you, when you think about this. So why would a person have a belief that it would be more difficult? Let's, let's do a, a wide comparison here. It's more difficult to earn $100,000 a year than it is to earn a million. Why would a person have that belief? Well, one of, the, one of the main reasons that they would have that belief is because they, all their life they've been taught and told that hard work is the ethic, right? That they have to work hard. Now, what this actually does is, I'm not, and I'm not against hard work. I like to use the idea of diligent work because hard has a kind of a negative connotation over, over the years. But what this actually does in the mind is it's a program in the mind that tells the person, when I do this activity, I have to make it hard. Now, most people, when you mention this to them, they think they're working harder. That, that is true. But they're working harder because the brain is looking for a way to make it hard because that's how they're finding their own value. That is not empowered. That is not empowered. So... How is this actually blame? Because when you say to a person, um, it's actually easier to make a million dollars than it is to make a hundred thousand, they'll say something like this. Well, maybe it is for you, or maybe it is for them, or maybe it was for somebody else, but that's not my experience. So that's immediately a blame comment that would come from that person. And I know because I've asked people for 20 years the same question. And that's the response that they get. <clears throat> Very often they'll even laugh because um, it's like part of them wants to have this idea that it's easier uh, to earn more money. But on the other hand, it is completely not their experience. They will even take, you can give them a complete script, a breakdown of exactly what to do in their business or in their life to be able to take them over seven figures and they will make it so hard and so complicated because that's the way that they're programmed to think. And then guess what they do after that? They blame the person that told them how to actually go about doing it. Um, because there is, there, is, there is such a conflict that goes on in the mind. Now, I'm also telling you this from my own experience. I had an experience where I went from 50000 a year 
to 50,000 a month. It was, a, it was one of my early goals that I set for myself before I went to a million. And I, I, was, I was working with a mentor and I was really focused on, I wanted to do it this month. I was like, okay, the money's gotta be here. I have the desire, I have the determination. It's all gotta be here. And my mentor said to me, David, it's easier to earn 50,000 a month than it is 50,000 a year. And my mind instantly went to, he's, he's being a smart ass. Like, he's making fun of me. He's, he's, he's teasing me. And I'm not, I'm not so, so immediately when I went into blame, I couldn't take in the wisdom that he was actually giving me. I was actually blocking it from, from making any sense. So what did I do? I went to work for that month. At the end of the month, when I talked to my mentor, he said, how did you do? I was nowhere near making $50,000 that month. So I said, okay, next month I'm going to do it again. I'm not going to give up. He said the same thing to me. He even added a little bit to it, right? So he said, why would you work all year? He said, because basically you're still on target to make $50,000 in a year, not in a month. I said, that is, that's correct. That's exactly what my result was this last month. <coughs> he said, why would you work all year? to make $50,000. He said, I wouldn't even get out of bed for $50,000. And you're going to work all year for it? He said, I'm telling you, it's easier to make $50,000 a month than it is to make $50,000 a year. And again, I find myself getting indignant with what he's saying. It's, it's like there's this seething anger. or you know, it's, it, And what it is is blame. It's complete blame. And not once, even though I knew what I was teaching at the time, did I step back in these first two months and say, why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling when he says this? Be because I went into blame so fast, I wasn't even catching myself that I was blaming. I just thought that he was screwing around with me. So, second month goes by, end of the month, nothing. I'm at the exact same place I was the first month. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell? So I'm on the phone with my mentor again. And he said, what was the result? I told him the result. And he said, David. And he said it like sternly, just like I said it. David. I said, yeah. He said, it's easier to make 50000 a month than it is to make 50000 a year. And I don't know if it was the total frustration that I had of working my tail off for two months and not having any result. Uh, combined with the fact that this time the way he said it didn't sound like he was screwing around with me, but it was like he was trying to me to get me to hear something important. But all of a sudden it clicked in my brain. And I thought, that's the problem. Number one, I'm blaming him for not getting the result. Number two, I'm not taking into consideration that I'm making this hard and I'm making it hard partially because I'm blaming him. So that means I couldn't see that the strategy that I was using was absolutely ridiculous to get to 50000 in a month based on where I was in my personal life and my business at that time. There was, there was nothing I could have done with that strategy that I was using to turn it into a $50,000 a month income. So, I, so once I stopped blaming and I stepped back and I said, why am I feeling this way? And I really kind of sussed that out for myself. 
I asked myself a more intelligent question. But see, now that here's the thing. This is where the empowerment comes in. This is where it came in for me. Because I was accepting responsibility that I created this and that I had been battling this myself. It was it had nothing to do with my mentor. I was battling it myself internally for two months. And I said, the, the, the new question I said was, okay, if it's easier to make $50,000 a month uh, than it is to make $50,000 a year, what would it look like if this was easy? So the business strategy, I in, insane, it was insane, that experience, because I instantly saw how I could make it easy, right? Now, that month, I went over 50000 and since then, I've never gone backwards. Because it, it, I, I have said this probably a million times, Success is about awareness, okay? Everybody is born to be a success. But if you're not aware of that, then it is it just like walking around with a blindfold on because you cannot see what is right in front of you. And the very first piece of this is to accept responsibility for yourself. <coughs> so let's, let's talk a little bit more about how we do this. One of the first things that we have to do that's so vitally important in really accepting responsibility for ourselves is to let go of our story. And believe me, your results in life, um, in every area of your life, is the result of the story that you have around whatever issue that you have. Whether it's great or whether it's totally crap, it's because of the story that you tell yourself every day about that thing. And if, if we keep telling ourselves the story, we're going to believe it. So um, I have been talking to you about the incredible power that you unleash when you take personal responsibility for every thought, feeling, action, and result. But part of taking responsibility involves this story. The tale you tell about your circumstances and what happened to you in the past, you have to realize that regardless of the facts that you created the story around, you created the story around those facts. You gave them meaning. Now, I don't remember exactly who it was that first said this, um, but basically what they said was this. Nothing has any meaning until we give it one. You might want to write that down. Nothing has any meaning until we give it one. So when we create a story about anything in our life, we're also creating the meaning that we give that story. Now, we do this all the time. The second we hear, see, or think something, we start creating a story about it. These stories are based on our beliefs, our values, our perception, and the comments and opinions of other people. They're rarely based in any truth whatsoever. And if there is any truth in it, it's usually so confused that we get no value from it. Too often, our stories cast us as victims and reinforce the same disempowerment in our life over and over and over again. So when people tell me about their situation or circumstances, I'll listen to them once, maybe twice, and then I say, wait a second, nothing is going to change until you drop that story. Nothing is going to change until you drop that story. 
So we have to get clear about why you were holding on to the story. Um, admittedly, some of the stories are very difficult to let go of. For instance, if you've been abused or sexually molested, but despite the horror that was done to you, you can still let it go. Those incidences do not have to define who you are as a person. So if you ask yourself, why would I, or, or I shouldn't say if you ask yourself, ask yourself, why would I hold on to something so terrible in my life? Why would I hold on to a belief, a hurt, um, uh, some kind of victimization, something that was done wrong to me? Why would I hold on to something that does nothing but give me pain, give me sorrow, give me sadness, keep me broke, keep me in a dysfunctional relationship or no relationship at all? Why would I hold on to something like that? In most cases, it comes down to safety and security. That story is something that you know. It's part of your identity, and you think it helps you make sense of what happened to you. You may also think it protects you from ever experiencing that pain again, or by holding on to it, you're doing something to the perpetrator. The only thing that you're doing is causing stress and harmful chemicals literally to flow through your body, which totally sucks up your life energy. Holding on to your story does absolutely nothing for you. So I have used this metaphor uh, for a long time, and I really want you to consider it, okay? <clears throat> I call it drop your story like a hot rock. If I was to put a hot stone, I mean a burning red hot stone, in your hand, you wouldn't think twice. You would immediately drop it. It would be completely reactionary. you totally drop it. Instant pain, drop the stone. You wouldn't have to think, huh, this thing is killing me. Why won't I let this thing go? You would drop it automatic, automatically, instinctively, as fast as you possibly could. It's possible to do the same with your story. Now, people will go, and they will, they will sit in a psychiatrist's couch for 10 years talking about the same story over and over and over again. And... Um, and not getting anywhere. It's like, it's like the story does not go anywhere. They're always trying to make sense of it. It's not transforming. Forgiveness is a conversational word, but what it really means is to abandon, to let go of completely to the point of where it's though it never happened at all. That is what you need to do. And it's really easy, and it's simple. It's just as simple as as letting go. One of the traps that we fall into as human beings is the need to explain. We want to give meaning to everything. Now, I'm not discounting the fact that psychotherapy may be a good answer for some people. However, you could spend 20 years on a therapist's couch processing what happened to you as a kid. Eventually, you need to let it go and move forward. So what if you didn't spend 20 years uh, of trying to let go of the story. Drop it like a hot rock and let it go. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash 
free stuff. <laughs>